0: All right, Tile Friends, today we've got another great discussion lined up for you. I interviewed the current president of the NTCA, Martin Brooks, who has a very successful, award-winning, very profitable and sustainable small tile installation business based out of San Francisco area in California. And we discussed some of the inner workings of the NTCA. As the president of the NTCA, I thought it would be good to hear from him about kind of the inner workings and and what's involved in, um, you know, getting involved, what 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 does one have to do to get involved within the NTCA, and what are those benefits? And we discussed his, uh, his real-life story about his early years as a contractor in the United States, being that he uh, came over from the United Kingdom and how different that was, and he shared some very valuable information for all contractors, and he's very willing to hear from you. I thought this was a great discussion for anyone interested in, in both giving back to the tile industry in a larger way and and the community as well as reaping the wa- rewards that come from that hello to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host, and my mission with this podcast is to strengthen the tile industry. I believe we are doing this and we can continue to do this with business discussions and education designed for contractors by contractors. This platform, Tile Money, is assisting tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, we've got another great discussion lined up for you, as you just heard. But before we get to the discussion with Martin Brooks, I want to thank the sponsors of the show. The National Tile Contractors Association can be your most valuable resource as a tile contractor today. And that's what today's show is about, and we're going to hear a lot about that. They are the oldest and largest association for tile contractors in the world, uh, celebrating 75 years uh, next year. And they can certainly point you in the right direction and answer questions that you have, whether they be technical questions or business questions, or you want an introduction to an expert in the field. All right. So check out the NTCA today to see what they can do for your business. If you're not already a member, Another sponsor, Laidcrete International. Laidcrete is one of the leading innovators in the tile installation materials world. They are literally credited with inventing Thinset and winning that World Trade Center contract for providing that lightweight solution to build the world's tallest buildings at the time. It is a family-run, privately-held company, and the family values, I I love their family values. You can feel when you're talking to the reps all the way up to the family members who are still working in the business. LedaCrete provides everything you need to install tile, from the waterproofing to the grout and silicone. It's a one-stop manufacturing business. Our third manufacturer sponsor is GoBoard. GoBoard is an innovative tile backer board manufactured by Johns Manville. Discover the possibilities with this easy-to-cut and handle waterproof product. It's very lightweight. It's very durable. You can carry a bunch of boards in one trip with one hand. You can seal those joints and fastener penetrations using GoBoard Pro sealant, and that will allow you to achieve an ANSI A118.1 compliant installation. GoBoard Pro Sealant is now available in large 20-ounce sausage packs. Ask your distributor to bring them in if they don't already have them. And we all know uh, prep is king. So use GoBoard and, and uh, prep it up and waterproof it. Get it, get your showers waterproof. Learn more at jm.com slash GoBoard. HappyTileGuy.com. I want to give a shout-out to my company. I'm a part-owner in HappyTileGuy.com. We are building tile contractor websites. That's all we specialize in. They're search engine optimized for lead generation, and that really is your online hub. After people see you on social media, they want to know a little bit more about you, and that is your website. So it still is relevant in this day and age, and we make them very affordable. Uh, So check out HappyTileGuy.com if you do not have a website all right, let's get to the the conversation with Martin. I know you're going to enjoy this. So, thanks again, Martin, for agreeing to come back on the on the podcast. So we're, we're, we've done several already, and I'm looking forward to doing more. You know, throughout 2022, and uh, continuing to kind of extract your wisdom and share it with my audience. Uh, you know, oh,
1: yeah. anytime, Luke. I mean, it's a pleasure to be on on your podcast, and thank you for everything you do for the industry.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Um, You know, it's always good, you know, connecting. We were just uh, about three, four weeks ago, we were in Jacksonville together. And it's always good, you know, getting to know you in a different setting, you know, other than the cell phone and and the Facebook group. And we can go a little deeper. Uh, We didn't get too many chances this time to do that, but we did did connect a few times. Um, Can you tell the friends, you know, we don't have to go into – uh, we, anybody who's listening to this can go listen to your prior podcast to kind of dig into your business, but how did you get started specifically, you know, with, with the NTCA, what was your story on building your business and getting started? Because now you're the president of the NTCA and a lot of times guys, you know, who are in their first or even their fifth or 10th year as a contractor might look at somebody like you and they don't know how you ended up where you're at. I started
1: my business in uh, 1996 here in Northern California, small owner operator, pretty much a pickup truck, a bucket, and I saw that was it. And uh, figured uh, I came here uh, to the U.S. in 1993, worked a few companies, worked union, uh, worked non-union, and decided I could do it for myself, so decided to start Heritage Marble and Tile, Uh, like everyone else, working 12, 13 hours a day, loading up with materials at night, trying to do estimates at night, uh, setting off like at 6 o'clock in the morning, just putting in my time, doing the hard work. Uh, Fortunate enough to get uh, Gabriel Cortez, who's my lead guy, um, early on, is still with me, uh, 25 years in business, and he's he's been with me all the way. Uh, Excellent craftsperson, mechanic, CTI, act, just is, is Tremendous! Yeah. I don't know where I'd actually be without him because his skill set is much higher than mine well, as a mechanic, well, that's for sure.
0: Congratulations for being yeah. able to, you know, hang on to... I And this is something I really appreciate about you and speaks volumes. I mean, you've held on to pretty much all of your installers for decades, you know. so that's, and, and,
1: and to be quite honest, Luke, we did until COVID hit. We we actually have had more turnover in the last year than in 24, 25 years of business. Uh, COVID really... Uh, You know, I lost a couple of key employees. Uh, We've managed to replace them uh, with people who came up as helper and really stepped up their game and and now are installers. And, you know, it's been rewarding for them, too, because they moved up in pay scale and, you know, job responsibilities and it's worked out for them. But uh, COVID is the only time I've actually seen turnover of employees like like I've never experienced before. It's like really amazing. But we wow. threw that. We now back up to eight employees, okay. and uh, we, we've got a stable workforce that's working extremely well. Again, it's like a well-oiled machine. It's working really good.
0: Nice.
1: But uh, you know, the NTCA involvement for me started uh, when I started to make some mistakes early on in my business, mm-hmm. and I saw a flyer at a local Dallas, uh, tile store about getting involved, and uh, I made that call to Jackson, Mississippi. I spoke to, uh, I think it was Bob Brown back then, and, uh, you know, he was pretty frank with me, telling me the mistakes I was making and how uh, it would be advantageous to me, for me, for the business to join NTCA, which I did, mm-hmm. sent my check, got involved. Soon after that, Jim Olson uh, took the position of uh, assistant executive director, reached out to me. We had uh, many conversations, and, Jim uh, was uh, uh, really instrumental in bringing me on board and telling me there was a vacancy in Northern California because the state got split up and Region 11 uh, was now a standalone and that uh, he felt like, you know, I could do the job as regional director in Northern California. And I was thankful of that it gave me an opportunity and it gave me an opportunity to, get, to network more and get more involved. and I you know I stepped up to the plate we didn't have many members in Northern California. I think the it was Slim Pickens who was going to take that post as Regional director because we didn't have a lot of coverage. but uh, I got involved and again as regional director you're uh, position really is to promote uh, and advance NTCA to the best of your ability, and that's what I did. As the roadshows came through, I helped Michael Whistler and others, and and uh, that came through and uh, started to you know like tout the the good word about what NTCA can do for your business. Hmm. And uh, you know, within a couple of years, we saw significant growth in Northern California of people who have similar sized business or even larger. I mean, one of the things was uh, to the we really gained a lot of traction with the union companies who also saw the value of being an NTCA contractor here in Northern California. And uh, from then on, I mean, it's like the, I think the executive board then realized that, Hey, maybe this guy would be good as, you know, president one day and executive board material. And so they nominated me, I accepted. And then, you know, it's a process. So you go two years as second vice president, two years as, Uh, Vice President, two years as uh, uh, President, two years as Chairman of the Board, and then another two to four years as uh, Board uh, Advisor. So this thing can go on for, it's about a 12 to 14-year tenure that you need to allow time for to attend these events, be involved, and pretty much as you move up that Executive Board, be the face of NTCA, so that fellow contractors out there can recognize who you are and come to you and ask questions and you know, uh, look look to you for guidance or, you know, it's like yeah. your know, responsibilities are writing that uh, president's letter mm-hmm. uh, every every month uh, with Leslie, and entire letter, and your commitment is two years uh, mm-hmm. to do that. And then also in the Artisan magazine uh, to add value to that, too, through articles and, you know, just like generally what's affecting you and your business so you can pass it on.
0: Yeah. Well, let's – let, uh, let, oh,
1: Yeah, hopefully everyone's reading that because, you know, I I did a few months ago post something about, like, the supply chain, and, you know, it was, like, back in March, April, and, uh, you know, me and Ron Nash talk a lot about that, and uh, hopefully I've added value to people's business so they've been able to secure uh, materials and stuff ahead so it's not going to hurt them too much.
0: No, absolutely, Martin, and the the tile letter for for my audience, if you're not subscribed and and receiving the tile letter either digitally or physically or both you're really missing out on a on a free publication uh it's for years now uh, most contractors i know will say that's their number one publication it's small it's you know it's to the point but yet we have you know the president of the ntca like Martin saying is monthly you know giving us Uh, updates on you know ntca happenings or relevant news to tile contractors like this supply issue which you know again you you said you were talking about three four months ago back back in you know summer or late summer and i know i recorded something with ron and to this day it's november 11th to this day if we open facebook you'll have somebody asking where are the materials what should i do When if they were reading the letter and listening to the podcast, they would have known uh, it's time to start uh, thinking. You know, you know, ordering ordering materials, saving them, doing whatever you have to. If you have a job in three months, you should have those materials in house ready to go because, you know, they might be hard to find in three months from now, as we're seeing now. There was a lot to unpack there, and I know we have a lot more to say, but let me just go through this a a little bit slower here. So. In and, and about nineteen ninety-six you you started your business and pretty soon after, which is normal, I I've same thing. I I got into some legal issues within my second or third year of being a contractor. Fairly normal to do. Um, you know, especially with you being from the UK, which we could probably have a whole nother conversation and actually I would like that because we have some UK people in the group and, and listen to this. And uh, from what I gather, it, it, it is a completely different animal. We probably don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. But so you're well, learning. I, you're learning. I think there, yeah. there
1: are some crossovers. Like sure. I did actually comment on a post on on Tile Money the other week about a person who was looking for information about how to get paid, uh, and and I gave him both perspectives. I've sure. worked in the UK and worked here. It is. It, there are variances, but it, it 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 works differently in the UK. But there's no reason why you can't adopt the practices in the U.S. and implement them into your business in the UK. Mm -hmm. You can't do that, but you don't want to be the only guy in your marketplace that's doing that because it's going to scare people away. But if you get the message out and you get more people to buy into how you do business and how to get paid, then the customer will have nowhere else to go, but to the guys who are, who are the reputable guys who are implementing that and protecting the business.
0: Yeah. Nice. And I, I can only imagine the relief you must have felt back then when you when you called the NTCA and and you started talking to people who you know, they had been there, they had done this, they were gonna point you in the right direction. Was that 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 obvious I in my opinion, just hearing the story, that's what cemented your really your lifelong future and your history here of
1: Well, that and writing a check for thirty six thousand dollars really <laughs> inspired me to join a trade association where I could yes. find knowledge uh, before rather than after. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a wake-up call for me. And, and uh, you know, it's like I, I try to break the ice with people because owning up to a mistake is not a bad thing. Mm. And as long as you learn from that mistake and don't keep making it, it's valuable because that is a one-time or should be a one-time uh, event mm. that you can learn from and not make that mistake again. Yeah, And, and I, I hate to hear – the stories where guys don't own up to it or don't want to own it in any way and just try to punt it to someone else and not take responsibility. There's a lesson learned from making a mistake. And it's not a bad thing as long as you accept that you made the mistake and are able to rectify it. Mm -hmm. By doing that, you'll save your business. By just punting it, you're going to ruin your business and your reputation. And eventually when work does get tight, because we know at some point it will, that is when you'll really feel the downside of punting it rather than owning it
0: mm-hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense i i you know thirty six thousand in 1996 um, a lot of money I, I don't know what that equates to today but something tells me it's closer to 100 or over hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> today uh yeah that's a good uh, that's a good chunk um so so then so then you get asked to have this regional director position and and mind you you're you're less than a decade here in the states right mm-hmm. and, and certainly less than a decade in business so You're out there grinding. I mean, like you mentioned at the beginning, you're out there late nights, early mornings uh, as a small contractor, Mm -hmm. and and yet they're asking you to – this isn't a paid position, never has been, correct? Correct. So they're asking you to donate and and volunteer your time and and energy and money. What was it that made you think, yeah, that's a good idea?
1: Well, I, I mean, first of all, I like to give back. So, you know, I've been in the masonry and tile business, since 1978. Okay. Well, I've, I've, I've pretty much learned a lot. And you know, back then it was more of a formal apprenticeship. I, I went to uh, a college, mm-hmm. uh Chesterfield college of technology, uh, which was a three, a three year apprenticeship with an additional fourth year on that. That was, uh, both hands on, but also book work too. So half the day would be spent in the workshop, half the day upstairs in a high rise technical college. And, uh, it was good. They don't exist anymore, uh, and it's a shame because it was. I was sponsored by a company, and I I was signed and a bound apprentice, so I couldn't leave them. So they pretty much the first year was a full time at college, and then the next three years was day release, one day a week, mm-hmm. from eight in the morning till eight at night. But it gave me a good foundation to understand and and be able to actually not only work in the trade, but also build a business because part of the curriculum was also about the business and how the business works. So I had some insider information, of course, how then to go on from being an apprentice to a tradesman to building a business. So it it gave me some tools that I could use later on in my career, which I'm grateful for. You know, I'm thankful that I had that opportunity. Unfortunately, those apprenticeship programs don't exist like like they did back then today because, you know, it was all sponsored by uh, uh company money and and that dried up and nobody saw the value in in uh, sending people to trade schools anymore, which is a shame. And that's why we have the labor shortage that we do right now because that that was the feeder, and uh, it, it's just unfortunate. But uh, from from that, then you know, it's like I've always been a hard worker. Even back in England, I'd always work Saturdays and Sundays, try to get ahead. You know, wanted some money in the bank, liked a nice car and stuff, so I'd always work hard. Even uh, in England, I do side jobs just to make a little bit of extra cash. So when I came here, I came here with the same ethics, just to work hard, just to you know, knuckle down and work hard, uh, save some money, and reward myself too. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, it, it worked out. I was able to build something that uh, you know that has been very rewarding. I can look in the rearview mirror and and look at it and look at where I started and what I have today, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, I just think that the joining the NTCA is the icing on the cake that helped me find people to give me information that I probably would not have known without the NTCA, without the help of the NTCA. It's like, for instance, at Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago, the one presentation by an attorney probably paid for my all-conference uh, costs – on the information that he gave and that I can use in my business to protect myself in contract writing yeah. that I would not have known about had I not attended that presentation. Yeah. And and you know it's like some people have this deal where they think that the small companies don't gain anything from NTCN, and it's only the large companies. I can tell you through experience, some of the stuff that starts off with the larger companies trickles down eventually to the smaller company, as those project managers leave the large builders in this country and they go and they may work for smaller residential, they bring those uh, procedures with them and they start implementing those in their contracts. Uh, and so you, what what the large companies see today, we may not see for three or four years, but eventually it does trickle down to us. And that's where being a small business owner you can really be vulnerable if you don't understand the contract language or you don't know how to protect yourself with contract language. Uh, gone are the days of the handshake. They don't exist anymore. And anybody who is still doing business on a handshake is really leaving themselves vulnerable and really need to stop doing that. Cause that's not going to work in today's society.
0: Yeah. The guys who are doing handshakes and, and you know, I, I, I agree with you, Martin. I agree with you. I, I, I think it's a mentality, you know, it, it doesn't lead to growth. I mean, how are you going to grow? How are you going to add employees? How, you know, how are you going to add, you know, a bunch of jobs? It's, it's, it's more right. of I'm going to work today on a handshake and I, you know, I, I'm just going to basically live for today, which I, you know, I can't knock somebody if that's their genuine attitude. Um, right. But understand that that's what it is. You're, you're basically oh. winging it living for today in my opinion and if if that's what you want, understand I'm not judging you, and, and I don't think Martin is either. But if if you know the whole the whole idea with tile money and the NTCA is to build profitable, sustainable businesses, so in my opinion, that at some point means employees, it, it, it means you know uh, being setting a standard in your community as the most professional, you know one of the most professionals, if not the leading company the go-to company for tile contractor work. Um, Certainly in my opinion that, uh, you know, I I am biased. I think contractors should have contracts.
1: (laughs) Well, I I always think that people are always looking for your weaknesses and vulnerabilities. And Mm -hmm. if you give them an opportunity, it may be good today, but that, that one person you're doing business with on a handshake uh, may at some point, what happens if a job goes bad? Or, or he's a general contractor and he gets in dispute with uh, with the owner and can no longer pay you for services provided. The attorneys are going to look for your weaknesses and vulnerabilities and they're going to tap into those of a reason why they shouldn't pay you. And uh, you, you never, in this day and age, you never want to leave yourself weak or vulnerable to somebody taking advantage of a compromised position that you put yourself in. And, and you know, it's like, it was difficult for me too in, putting processes and procedures in place with contracts because some of my builders didn't want to do that. They felt like, well, I, you know, it's like, why are you doing this? We've done business on a handshake for many years and now all of a sudden you're putting a contract in front of my face and it's like, this is how it has to be from this day on. And some of them, you know, they, we, we lost, but others looked at it as being also a position of strength because they felt protected too by having a contract. Everyone knew what they were signing up for. There were no, you know, like nothing hidden anywhere. We we were fully on board with what my part of the job was because it was right there in the contract. And, uh, you know, from that day on, it's been it's worked really well for me having contracts and processes and procedures to make sure that I'm protected just as much as protecting my general contractor, too with uh, lien releases, uh, pre-liens, etc., protects everyone and protects the fact that you need to get paid after your service is rendered, is completed. And so I don't have a problem with contract writing, uh, to be quite honest. And I have the template on my computer. It's quite easy. I just fill in the blanks and send it off. Yeah. In fact, of my liens I do from my phone. My uh, CSLB beer in California have actually all the paperwork online you can uh, download as a fillable form and then you can just send it from your phone. So it's real easy for me if I have a contractor call up and say, Hey, we need that lien release today to get you paid. I can just do it from my phone and send it in two minutes. Mm. It's a, it's a no brainer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. And what I love is, you know, for the last, um, what are we talking here? Uh, you know, close to 30 years, I guess, uh, since, you know, since the mid nineties, late nineties to today, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've been benefiting and learning by being associated and, and showing up to these events that the NTCA I still, has. I still only and you not, still are. Two three weeks yeah. ago at TSP yeah. you learned something new and you said, I'm right. that paid for my whole trip. That was worth it. That one that one class, that one presentation. The learning never stops. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, even whether it be on the installation side or whether it be on the business side, uh, you know, because as a tile contractor, I'm I'm both, right? And I have an installation motivation and also have a business motivation to make it work and make it make my business profitable and and you know even talking to some of the manufacturers with new products and stuff gives me an edge over everyone else i i get to talk to ron nash who will tell me hey and and you know i i asked him it's like how bad is it and it's like hey it's going to get bad it's going to get worse before it gets better Uh And, and i said to i've been telling people it's like hey as a small contractor maybe you don't have the funds to buy a couple of pallets of a backer board or anything, but try to team up with some of your friends and, and uh, have a buying group of maybe four or five contractors where you can buy a couple of pallets and have it stored in a, in one of your local tile distributors and pick from it and uh, just do that. Just try to protect yourself with the supply chain issue ahead of time so that you're not caught on that job and you can't start because you don't have the materials to start like today. Uh, we had to pick up. I've been I've been to five different um, distributors this morning trying to find grout, I, and every one of them does not have the grout that we want. Uh, I found one store that I'd, I got the last two boxes, but that's like that's today's world. It's like you may go to your local distributor and they may say, "Sorry, we don't have it this week." It's going to be a couple of weeks before we get it. And so, as much as you can do to prepare right now for the next six months or more is advantageous to your business yeah
0: yeah that's solid advice but again
1: that's like information that i get from these ntca events from total solutions plus that normally you'd be in the dark and you would not know about it till it read really is ugly ed and then all of a sudden you can't go to work today because you don't have the materials to to perform anything
0: yeah well what i've noticed you know in the few years i've been showing up and attending uh you know the board meetings and and the events in general is the, the unity is, is there, it, the, the brotherhood, the friendship is there. It's very real. Um, and, and, you know, why wouldn't you want to put yourself in a room of some of the nation's top contractors, most successful, most experienced? You know, some of these uh, gentlemen and, and women have uh, not only sometimes decades themselves, but they have, uh, you know, sometimes in some cases, uh, 100 years. Right. Of experience behind them, you know, how, you know, as, as they're in, you know, uh, like, um, you know, like Christopher Walker and, and, yeah. that, and that gang over there, you know, that group of uh, people. So it's it's so just a lot of
1: times, you know, we we get asked, why is it a bunch of old guys? Honestly, <laughs> I didn't start old. I was 45 when I got you into were, this. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the just the track that you that you have to go through to get where you need to get to be president turns you from a, a, you know, like a a young guy into an old guy, just because it takes so long. And it's a proving ground too, It's to make sure that the guy who is the face of NTCA is the right person because you are in front and you are the face of NTCA. And, you know, we've got a lot of manufacturer sponsors and stuff. We need to be professional in our appearance and the way that we present ourselves. And we be able to, you know, we have to communicate in a manner that, that, holds that standard high because you are the standard bearer for the NTCA.
0: That makes sense. And, and, you know, the time's going to, we're all going to get old. The time's going to go by anyways. Um, too fast. I mean, it goes by too fast, honestly. And, and yeah, no, it, yeah, well, that's true. But what I'm saying is you, it, it, if this is your career and this is your lifelong trajectory of I'm going to be a contractor, I want to be a successful business owner. This is certainly um, a path that will accelerate and strengthen your business and help you not to have so many pain points um and, and frankly showing up to places like total solutions plus i mean uh, the, in 2019, it was in Nashville at the Madonna Inn, gorgeous place. Um, some people take their families and make a, you know, business and pleasure mm-hmm. trip out of it. I highly suggest that, you know, this year's in Jacksonville on the water. A lot of people, they, they went, um, and checked out the ocean. They went and checked out the, uh, uh I want to say the jungle, but that's not right. You know, the swamp land here in Florida mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they, uh, you know, they just, they, they, they get to experience things. And next year's, I, I think next year's in Southern California is that called yeah, um, Palm, Palm Springs? Palm Springs. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. place. But, so it, yeah.
1: Beautiful. Great resort. We've held
0: it there. Actually, that is a,
1: a canceled event that uh, the hotel let us keep the reservation there and just transferred it over to 2022 instead of 2020. And so we've been there before. It's a great resort. It's a great place to be to meet everyone and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just meet industry icons who have a lot to offer. Again, it, it depends where you are and what you want uh, from from this industry. Yeah. If you're quite happy just being that guy who's driving around like I was with a bucket and saw on the back of your pickup truck, that's fine. I'm not going to knock you for that. That fits for some people. I it, 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 it For me, I just wanted to grow my business into something more and something more sustainable than that because I realized over the long I could not do that. I could not be on my hands and knees. I couldn't be installing tile. What am I going to do at that point? Unless I think about it early and build something that's sustainable, I'm going to be in trouble moving forward when I can't get out of bed today because my back hurts or my knees hurt. Mm -hmm. And so it was really important to me to have something more sustainable than just that. And, you know, I've not grown my company into like a, an empire, but I've grown it into something that I feel comfortable with, that the, the, the employees I have are uh, easily managed and they very loyal. And I'm very grateful to them for that. And I feel like we've gotten to a place where we are looked upon as a reputable company who, who's very ethical and does extremely high quality work. And, and so, you know, like the long-term plan is, obviously, as Gabriel has been my right-hand man, he hopefully will take over the company at some point in the not-too-far future, and he will reap the rewards of his hard work, too, so I can pass it on.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's that's the way it has to be. You know, that's the mm-hmm. way it should be. Yeah. Um, and, and, and by the way, you know, I know you mentioned we kind of joked, and, and I, I feel it, you know, I was in the, the technical committee and the board, the board meeting of the NTCA or the the annual meeting. And you're right. There's a lot of gray hair. There's a lot of us bald headed, you know, men and, 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 older, you know, men and women, um, who are, you know, but the nice thing is I, and, and, you know, honestly, I, I really feel like this was my second total solutions plus, I really feel like there was a lot more youth at this one than Nashville. Um, and I, I see a trend that way. So to, to all you young contractors out there, don't be afraid. Uh, don't think there's not going to, you're not going to have a peer your age because we have, uh, and we have some incredible, incredible young people. Um, you know, comes to mind just because I was looking at it earlier today is Ivan down here in, um, in Miami, Miami floors. He's he's really uh, advancing and, and doing phenomenal business. He's he's very active on social. If Ivan reports. is
1: listening to this, though. Give me a call because I keep giving him my card and telling him to call me, and he's not once call me. Okay. Ivan,
0: please call me All four eight zero four eight three. All right, all right. We'll, well, we'll we'll try to prompt him. You know, I I'm trying to get him on the podcast too. He's a he's a busy man. He's a family man, and he's got a growing, he booming a business. He's got yeah. a lot of energy, though, he does, and and he's but he's doing some really cool things, and I encourage, yeah. you know, young people to look to people like Ivan and and Anthony Moses. And, and Katie Sue. Katie I mean, Sue has been talking with
1: Katie Sue. What a wonderful person yeah. Who, yeah. uh you know, it's like, and I love meeting people like that because that that energizes me. It's like, you know, I I like talking to the older guys, too, but listening to younger people, what their problems are, what their experiences are, and also how they view NTCA. What is it What is it that they can get from NTCA? Mm. And, and it's really uh, exciting to see this new batch of youth come through NTCA. And most of these are starting where I started, right? And it's like, well, how do I get from here to here? And it's like, well, I went through the same. Don't forget It's been 15 years for me. You know, I was in my mid 40s, and now I'm close to 60. So, you know, that's how long it takes. And just think: Are you willing to put in the time and be involved like that over the next 15 years? But I can tell you from me, it's given me a lot of personal growth, but it's also given me business growth too. That's helped me make better decisions along the way. And, And even if I got to that crossroads and I wasn't quite sure whether to turn left or right or move straight forward at least I had somebody to talk to and run it by them to find out whether it was the right decision or if they'd experienced it themselves. And I think that's the real true value of NTCA, you know, as well as the training and education part too, which has enabled me to also up my game with the CTI, with the ACT, and having regional trainings and stuff that I have my guys always attend Mm -hmm. because it makes them feel good too that I'm actually investing in them too and that they're able to benefit from these regional events. So there's a lot of value there that NTCA has to offer. If you seek it out, you've got to seek it out. It's not going to come a knocking on your door. You've got to actually apply yourself and involve yourself in the inner workings of NTCA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it's so great to, to see Jane Callaway and to see Eric Bloomer and see Anthony Moses' new uh, uh, regional directors for NTCA, it's really exciting to see new people being involved and getting involved with NTCA yeah. and potentially moving up the ladder. I mean, that is really – you start off as an ambassador. When, when I got involved, the ambassador program uh, didn't exist back then. Mm. And, uh, so that was something that we thought would be advantageous to at least give people a test and try the water out to see – if it was for them or if it's not, we don't have any hard feelings if it's not for you, but at least they come in and they try. And it's like the next step after that, then is like with the proving ground is then the regional director. And then from the regional director, hold,
0: hold, hold, hold on, let's, let's pause one second. I, I want to talk about um, the titles and what they mean and, and yes. and the, the timelines and what that would look like. You you said something that caught my ear and caught my attention a minute ago. You said, you know, you were talking to Katie Sue and other young people and asking them, you know, what how do you view the NTCA and 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 what is your business like today? Uh because I I think it is a valid point here to to mention, you know, from the 90s to today to the, you know, 2021 It's a completely different landscape out there for new contractors. First of all, you know, we talked about a a great thing that you had when you were, I I imagine, 18, 19, 20 was the schooling um, that taught you not only your trade, but it also taught you kind of the business or gave you at least an introductory to business. Mm -hmm. So you weren't just, you know, uh, on both fronts, you had training, which was beautiful. Unfortunately, it sounds like, you know, I mean, I know in the United States, all that stuff has gone by the wayside pretty much. And it sounds like the same for the United Kingdom. What challenges are unique to contractors today that are kind of, you know, making you think like, okay, we need to adjust or or, or what, what kind of feedback are you getting from these young contractors? And as the president of the NTC, what does that kind of spur you to kind of move you to do or think about for, you know, I don't know if I'm asking this the right way, but, you know, I, I I think it's, I, I mean, I guess I just want to thank you for, 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 you know, for asking that question. That's, that's such a valid question and an important question to continue asking because somebody in your position could lose touch with somebody who's in their mid twenties or even thirties who has a decade or less in as a, as a new contractor. So
1: I feel that's why it's important to reach out and to understand Especially with social media because I, I you know I believe I use social media different than the people in the thirties it's not even though we're both probably viewing things we use it differently and and there's some nuances there that how we use and how we gather information are differently being an older person as opposed to a younger person who sees it completely different but it's being able to understand what they're looking for is it the training and education that's important to them and and the answer to that is yes I see a lot of people who join NTCA purely looking for the training and education, how to develop something that I had that is no longer available that can promote them and help them feel more comfortable rather than doing uh, an install and doing it on the fly without knowing how do they get that information and how are they able to make that a successful install that they can get paid from without having the foundation that I had moving forward. And I think training and education and the and the and the outlets that NTCA provide through the workshops and regional training gives them that gives them uh, the ability to to train themselves uh, with 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 excellent trainers who are very knowledgeable and give them the confidence moving forward. And there's no other place out there in the U.S. that can provide that uh, training and education like NTCA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I think that's it. I think that is one of the biggest pain points we have in 2021 moving forward is a lack of training and education and a lack of resources for new contractors to utilize. Um, the nice thing is when I when I got started and, and started with tile money and started paying attention, um, you know, I was one of those guys who never paid attention, which it's kind of funny because now I'm you know, the, I'm I'm definitely, um, uh, you know, an advocate. Uh, of the NTCA because now I'm getting to see the, what, and I'm getting to kind of experience what my business would have looked like had I gotten involved, you know, at year one or year two as a licensed contractor, because I felt like I was all alone and I didn't need to for all those years. And I was active on um, what, i'll call social media which back then was the john bridge forums
1: right?
0: i was i well I, I wasn't active i wasn't i was reading i was reading i was reading i was too shy to say anything i know that's hard to believe but i was too shy to ask a question even um and i was but i was consuming a lot of information and a lot of the people like brad denny i used to read and trask mm-hmm. and, and, Dirk, uh-huh.
1: and, and
0: and a bunch you know they're they're still active on the forums they're still active within the ntca um So, and what I wanted to say is like a few years ago, I remember there was a, I want to say there's like about 50, less than a hundred for sure. But I I think between around 50 training events that the NTCA was holding, does that sound about right? Yeah. 50 to 60. Next year, how many are you going to have?
1: I think there's like 72 or so next year, plus the regional workshops.
0: Plus the regional, so we're going to be up yeah. over, I think it's going to be 150 from what I remember combined. There's two different styles of, yeah. of training, but nonetheless, it's, it's you know, hands-on kind of classroom-style yeah. education, so... And, and
1: we've got, uh, you know, we've got Floor & Decor, who have who been very receptive to our training programs, and yeah. are a big sponsor of our workshops, who uh, are really uh, wanting to get more involved with NTCA, because, and we see, we actually see the value of that, too, because the... the the installers that tend to go to Florida Core, we find in a much younger, probably not familiar with NTCA. And so it's a good introduction. Uh, they hold workshops where they invite contractors. Sometimes the contractors who are doing work with them, or they refer out, that they ask to come. And uh, so you've got an audience that uh, really Florida Decor are picked to be there. Uh, and so they are very open minded and uh, really seeing the value of what NTCA has to offer. And, and, of course, it helps Floor and Decor out because now they're getting people trained yeah. on, the, on the standards and methods that the and, and getting introduced to the handbooks and the, the reference manual and ANSI that they probably don't even have in the toolkit. Now they have access to it. At least they know it, it exists. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it is – you know, I'm seeing that maybe – uh, larger flooring contractors who not who go to floor and decor not only do tile but maybe wooden carpet or wooden other art surfaces too and now getting more involved in tile and uh, maybe their resources are not as uh, as uh, hefty as they'd like to be so going to a workshop then introduces them not only to TCA but all the all the books and references reference manuals that are available to them so they can
0: better the business Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic to see it because, uh, you know, these training, these regional training events and and the events that NTCA is doing out there in the field are very popular. Uh, there's a demand for them and and you've recently hired, you know, more trainers and, and and it's just, I, it's great to see. And it's great to see floor and decor, you know, working with it. It it opens the line of communication between the distributor, the tile contractor, is beautiful.
1: Our industry over the last 10 years has moved at light speeds with, uh, introduction of new materials, new yeah. methods,
0: yeah.
1: you know, the, the, the whole industry has changed. And, uh, you know, I was an old mud set guy. I'd float everything, always thought it was the best way to go. And then realized like, well, you know, maybe it's not the best way to go. Maybe there are systems out there that can offer better warranties. Maybe because we do a lot of high rise, maybe I don't need to wear my guys out taking a hundred bags of deck mud up 30 floors. <laughs> Maybe I can uh, swap that out and, and uh, work smarter rather than harder yeah. and, uh, and and actually give a product that has a better warranty than a sack of sand and cement and makes the customer feel good about it too, especially when they walk in there and they see it all prepped. And, you know, our prep work is like, I always liked uh, Steve Jobs uh, with his iPhone. He wanted it to look as good on the inside, although mm-hmm. no one ever saw it, than the outside. Ah. And it's like, so I started thinking about how he viewed things and viewing things in a similar way. I want my shower installs to look as good on the backside as they do on the front side, because I know that's the most important part of the assembly. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't get that waterproofing right, and it doesn't look good or it doesn't function right, I failed on the tile. The tile can look like the best tile in town, but if I failed on the waterproofing, then the whole job's coming out anyway and it don't matter what it looks like on the outside because I failed. And so we started to take that approach and I, you know, I love it when I go in a job site and I actually see the prep work. And I always say someone can take a shower without Mm -hmm. tile being on the wall. And I'm comfortable with that because it's, it's, it's going to hold water. It's not going to, it's not going to leak anywhere.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so it's just having that pride in work rather than it be a hack job. And it look like, you know, bits of everything all stuck together and, and no, no method that you can actually walk in there and see a job prepped, Per textbook, it looks like a textbook prep job. It looks fantastic. It gives me a lot of satisfaction when I look at that, and it's like, wow, the owners must feel good about that too because yeah. it looks really great. Yeah. And so you know, just that that way of uh, switching gear, talking to the manufacturers at these events, understanding their the systems, understanding the warranties they give with their systems, just helps uh, and helps me in my business too.
0: Mm-hmm. And yet you've retained your yeah. your knowledge of the old world mud floating for when yeah. appropriate, for, for the yeah. right job. I'm in California,
1: is... as you know, being here yourself for some yeah. time, yeah. Like on the floors, we typically don't have a, uh, uh, you know, like a, we don't have a, any other way but to float the floors because the homes have just moved around so much with the earthquake, with the seismic activity, mm-hmm. that most of our floors tend to be floated. Mm-hmm. And all our shower pans today are pretty much all floated. We still do water in, water out systems. Mm-hmm. But our walls are not, so, you know, we, we typically use uh, a, a a foam board or we'll use, uh, you know, a, a den shield type product on the walls and then uh, always waterproofed, uh, fully waterproofed. I just went by today to a job and they were using 8 plus 9 on the steam shower and, it, you know, it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. It just looked like a fantastic
0: assembly, yeah. ready for tile, tile yeah. ready. yeah. You know,
1: it just looks good.
0: Yeah, yeah waterproof, uh, ready before tile. I love it. I love it. So now let's get into the, um, the terminology because we have several floating around here. We have, you know, so you would start with ambassador, right? And that what does that look like? Is, is that a commitment, a one-year thing, or a two-year
1: commitment? A two-year two commitment as okay. an ambassador. I think I'm still on the list as an ambassador, even though president. So, you know, my role is still to be and promote NTCA. Yeah, uh, And, I, tr- uh, you know, I try to get to a, all the regional events and go and promote NTCA. I've always done that uh, from uh, being a regional director. That's that what I feel was my real big commitment to NTCA is to make sure – even though I'd drive down to San Jose, I'd go over to San Leandro, I'd go over to Fairfield. I'd attend these events representing NTCA, trying to promote and uh, and gain membership uh, through these workshops. And uh, help uh, Rob Roderick used to come through. I'd help Rod, I'd help Michael Whistler, and now I help Randy. And uh, just to help him and, and, and be his... Uh, be a side guy, so while he's presenting, I can talk to guys, get a feel, see if they know what NTCA is, see if it's going to work for them, see if it's something that they're interested in. Yeah. And, nice. and so as an ambassador, you would start off at that, you know, you'd start off at that level. Yeah. Uh, and the regional director is going to be very similar, but, you know, it's to promote and, and to have people understand NTCA better.
0: Okay. And then after regional director, it would be um... – board advisor did i no not board
1: advisor then then you know we it's a big pot to pick from right so you're looking at uh, regional directors throughout the united states so then what you want to do is try to identify who you feel would be executive board material who could represent then uh ntca at a different level uh, going more into you know the uh, how you how you how you present yourself how you talk because there's some public speaking involved uh, you're going to have to get up on the podium it's like you know it's just like that you're looking for somebody who represents NTCA in the best possible way mm-hmm. and somebody who's committed also to the next 12 years of of going through the executive board to board advisor okay. and so you want to make sure that you're picking the right person because you're not voted in after that once you've voted in as second vice president then it, it it you know it's a, you're going to go through the whole uh, uh second first vice president uh president chairman board advisor so we want to make sure we got the right person that is going to commit to that length of time it's a big commitment i mean I, you don't know where you're going to be at the end right you start off you know at a uh, second vice president and then you know it's like you you it's like a it's like a marathon yeah. Uh, you've got to make sure that guy can run a marathon and is not just in it for the short term, because worst thing to happen would be that year two, as they move up, you know, first vice president, then they're not committed to the presidency. And now all of a sudden you've got to move everyone up in place. Okay. So a lot of thought goes into it, a lot of discussion with the executive board. Uh, and, you know, we. We throw it around, we, we we go through names, and we try to find out the best person who would represent NTCA moving forward and eventually to president.
0: How many people sit on that executive board? Uh, well,
1: we've got the second vice president, which is right now Rod Owen.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, we've got uh, uh, first vice president, which is Sam Bruce, myself president, and then we've got Chris Walker as uh, chairman. And then we've got board advisors like John Cox is on the uh Dan Welsh, James Walfall, and uh, we've got a few board advisors on there too,
0: so maybe a dozen or, or so yeah okay and then
1: and then we've got uh, Bart of course, as executive uh officer right there uh in that uh meeting too,
0: okay, okay. Very, very interesting and, and very cool. I, 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 th- I love, I love hearing about this and, and learning about this. And I hope
1: well, I it's difficult, Luke, uh, for people to understand uh, and maybe they misunderstand how it works. And I, I've been looking at some posts on Facebook where I think there's some confusion of how it happens yeah. and how people uh, do get in those positions. It's not. Uh, You've got to dig a little deeper, and, and, and again, if you need to reach out to me and call me to get some clarification on how that works, please do, uh, because you know we do have a formula that works. It, it is the same formula that – don't forget we celebrate 75 years next year of a trade association, which is remarkable, and we're going to have some events to uh, actually celebrate that too. And uh, so it's not like this association is just like a you know being around for a few years. It's been around for 75 years, yeah. and it's going to be around. It's going to be around forever. I mean, it really is uh, something that uh, the industry needs, and there's a there's certainly a need for a trade association like NTCA in the in the tile contracting business for sure.
0: Well, the dirty truth of the matter is, you know, it, it will, it does need to be around and I hope it is around forever because, uh, you, you look at some of these comments and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put myself out there too. A lot of these comments at the end of the day, they said, well, I don't wanna do it, <laughs> you know, and, right. and, and people, you know, With tile money, you know, I I find us a great fit, the NTCA and tile money, because I'm doing this over here on social media and and reaching, you know, people in a different way and and talking about their business. And um, with the NTCA, I mean, I I can't, you know, I I don't think anybody would be able to do, you know, catch up to the NTCA and all the things that the NTCA has accomplished in 75 years. I mean, you take, you take, I was thinking about this because those posts, you know, they're thought provoking, you know, and, I, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I appreciate about a respectful discussion, a professional, yeah. even a, de- a debate, you know, professional mm-hmm. way can be very beneficial to an organization and a, and a person in a company. You think about taking away those 75 years of history, where does that leave us?
1: Right. We don't. And, and look at the good goodness that's been done yeah. about educating and training people. And don't forget that, Uh, for many years now, uh, NTCA has been the driving force of of CTEF also. So without the influence of NTCA into CTF, where would CTF be today? And I think that people don't always understand that, too. They don't look at CTF being uh, part of NTCA. I mean, they're they're separate entities, but without Bart Bettinger being – uh, before Brad Denny being the executive director also of, of CTF and moving it forward and advancing it and actually getting Brad Denny uh, uh, to be the next executive director of C- CTF and, and and all the hard work that Scott Carruthers has done too, but the two go together. And uh, I don't think that people always recognize that factors, the two go together, the two complement each other. And uh, so, you know, it's like CTI is obviously for the installer and NTCA is for the contractor, for the business side, but the two do come together and they complement each other in a very beneficial way. And I think that when uh, Brad really uh, gets, you know, into this, that we're going to see some great things come out of CTF and and the CTI and and maybe the Act as he starts developing programs because we know there's an appetite out there for installers who've got the CTI and they want something more mm-hmm. uh, they want further education and that's what we hope we can deliver to the installers out there who are looking for more than just being a CTI hopefully there's enough room on their arms where they can put more tattoos on and, and you know like and promote that because I think that's great when somebody's that proud of what they've accomplished that they put it on their arm that what I mean that's great what what more could you ask for from somebody who's participated in something that is willing to actually tell the world that they've done it? I mean, that, that is fantastic. And I think that's elevated also the tile installation community by having something, because previously they had nothing. Now they have something that's tangible that they can use to promote themselves and let people know why they should be used to do that job because they've demonstrated that they can. Yeah, I mean, cool. not to say that there are, there are many installers out there who are not CTI. We know that, but it's just like, how does that person know that uh, you are the right person? I mean, if, if, if there's two people in a room, one has done the CTI and one hasn't kudos to the guy who has because he should be getting the job because a, at least he can prove to that person who's wanting to hire someone. He's done something <laughs> for the betterment of his career and for the betterment of the industry. And, and he's participating in the industry. I mean, when I take my car in for service, I want to know that the guy's actually trained on the car that uh, that he's working on and he's not like a 1940s mechanic. Hmm. And that he can actually work on a 2021 car and he is familiar with the computer systems and everything in it. Because otherwise, I'm going to have a whole bunch of hurt because he's not going to know how to fix it. And that's the way I look at it with CTI is giving someone – The, the, the knowledge, and it's also giving them the opportunity to show that they're involved in the business they work in, that they're wanting to better themselves, that they've not just learned from someone they work next to for 10 years, because how good was the guy you were learning from for 10 years? Mm -hmm. You may have thought he was the best guy until you get in trouble and then find out he led you down the path of making mistakes because, you know, he learned from somebody who made mistakes. Yeah. I think it's really important, and, you know, it's like I see those comments, too, that come up about it's an outdated test. It's like when do we use four and a quarter anymore and stuff. The, the test is, is a well-developed test that is about time management. It's about layout. It's about skill. It's many things that you couldn't do if you just used a, a, a 24 by 12 tile. You couldn't do it. You couldn't – it would be – then it would become too easy if you tried to do it that way. The test itself is a very good – Test and it's not based on materials we use, rather than time management, skill set, and layout. And so, usually it's sour grapes when people complain about it because they didn't pass. But uh, I, I would say take it as a learning opportunity. Don't look at it as anything more than a learning opportunity. Shake yourself, come back, and pass it next time because you'll have a lot if you if you take that attitude. You'll you'll gain a lot more from it rather than just. Having sour grapes and saying it's not for me. Why are we using four and a quarter? Yeah. So hopefully people can learn from it and they can take it again and then pass and feel good about it.
0: You know, it, circle back to education. Absolutely, that's the biggest missing component. And I'll I'll use Randall Johnson, a young man who just passed CTI uh, in in August at Mud event of uh, this year, and I was there um, and I interviewed him sh- briefly. You know. And what he said in the interview was, hey, I've never been to college. I I got introduced to tile, you know, uh, you know, as a as a young man. In other words, he wasn't brought up through like it wasn't his father or it wasn't a family Mm -hmm. business. Um, And so he said, when I when I found out about the CTI, I, I realized and recognized that this was my opportunity to differentiate myself this is my college this is my trade college my piece of paper that says i am qualified i have you know advanced myself and learn as much as possible and and then the same the same young man randall johnson uh wrote a post inside tile money this week uh, today or yesterday and he said thank you tile money because of this program i've been able to solidify my business. I've, I've raised my prices. I've learned to use, you know, contracts and he had all these great things to say. And so again, you know, circling back to that tile money, CTEF, uh, NTCA, they're all working hand in hand to strengthen the contractor in, in slightly different ways, but the, the end result is a stronger contractor. They'll
1: um, to each other. Yeah, And then we'd have to ask Randall, where, where would he be today had he not had that opportunity to prove himself and to find something like tile money that helped him understand his real value, his true value, mm-hmm. uh, rather than it being driven by someone who uh, thinks they can get away with paying him less. Now he knows his true value. Yeah. And only well, should never devalue his true value. I mean, he's got a whole type, and and uh, he will be a successful Man, uh, once he understands that he can all tie to his true value and you don't need every job in town. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just don't need that. Some jobs, and the best job you get sometimes is the one you didn't. And uh, you just need to walk away from those when you feel like you're being pushed into a corner where you're not going to make money. I mean, you know, last thing you want to do is feel guilty as a business person about making money. That that should never be a thought that you have. But unfortunately, I think uh, we are felt to feel that way that it's a bad thing to, to make money. It's like, I mean, I'm going to work for someone. If I can't be profitable and make money, I'm going to close shop and just go and work for someone. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, might as well. And, and to be honest, I mean, if, if you have, you know, I encourage guys and girls, it's like, if you think you might want to be an employee, uh, here we are in November, 2021, there's never been a better time to find a a well-paying job and, and you have, um, you have the ammunition, I'll just say, uh, to negotiate a solid, you know, a yeah. solid a pay, you know, a solid position for yourself in the best of companies because everybody – guess what? Everybody's hiring. Right. So, you know
1: – well, well, Even if you do that, a lot of these companies like your David Allens and stuff, there's growth within that company then to, to move through the company. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like, again – Working for yourself and being a business owner is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're better off if your focus is like on being a mechanic and and perfecting your trade. Maybe it is more advantageous to go out and work for someone who who recognizes that and rewards you accordingly. And uh, then you don't have to deal with the business aspect. The business side uh, is not for everyone. And that takes, again, a different skill set from being a good mechanic. And it is sometimes very difficult to put those two together. Uh, you know, your, your good mechanic is not always necessarily a good business person and making the best business decisions. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. It's like everything. I think Martin is. You start practicing it. You know, I mean, you know, they they say doctors are practicing, right? <laughs> so you start yeah. you start doing the thing. So uh, with the mechanics of it all, the in, the installation, you know, the grouting, it, it takes it takes hours. I mean, isn't it a ten thousand hour rule before you actually mm-hmm. you know get really good or perfect the thing or, you know, get yeah. to the point where you're a journeyman or whatever, but, um, it's the business. Oftentimes you can be a good business owner. You just every single week or every single day, the, the rule of thumb that I, that I would recommend is 20% of your time. If you're going to be a, a, you know, if you're a contractor who's still installing tile, you need to at least eight hours, 20% of a 40 hour work week, Right. Mm-hmm. Eight hours for business. Now, whether you do that an hour and a half, or you know, two, uh, just under two hours a day, or you just dedicate one day—a Saturday or a Friday—whatever it be, you you can. If this is your goal and you're just struggling with the business, and you can get a hold of it, you can. Once you get closer to closer and closer to those 10,000 hours, but it has to start somewhere. You've got to start practicing being a business owner, you know, and that's the bottom well, line. I think that's, uh,
1: you know, I struggled with that too. It's uh, stepping away from the business because you're so emotionally attached to it mm-hmm. uh, and you think that nobody else could do it like yourself. And that's, you know, you've got to get rid of that thought because that's not true. But uh, letting go and starting to delegate responsibilities is is probably – the toughest uh, decision I had to make. And I slowly did it over a period of time, but it didn't come easy either for me. But I realized that I needed to do it for, for again, for my company to be sustainable. I needed to step away from the install and become a business owner and work at the business rather than at the installs. Yeah. Cause and now I realize that probably losing money actually at the end of the day doing installs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, you know I, I mean, running the business is, should be more profitable than installing the tile. And, you know, it's like delegating responsibility and making, making sure that you are making money uh, and uh, how to make that happen uh, would probably need at least a day in the office, like a Friday or something, a day, a week, uh, to take yourself out the field to begin with and then, you know, maybe increase that as you start to grow your business and are able to delegate responsibility.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, I, I think if there's anybody listening to this who has five or six employees and is still working, you know, five days a week, six days a week, physically installing tile or running around, it's it's really time to start considering, you know, we, you've, you've got to start slowly, you know, two days, nice. maybe one day a week in the office, then two, then three, and you've really got to... Think about your path to get off your knees and off the tools. Otherwise, you're going to, I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it a bunch of times, time and time again. You're going to be stuck at that five, six person employee, and you're never going to get break that cycle. You're never going to get past that. It's going to be very, very, very difficult because it's just so it's a vicious cycle. And look at what can happen. Martin Brooks, he did it. He's got eight employees. That's not a lot of employees. He lives. in, Do you live in San? No, you live just north of San Francisco, right? Mills Molly, yeah, across north. across the bridge. Yep. Still very expensive area. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes. Last time I yeah, well, kind of
1: looked, it's like twelve hundred a foot right now for a home. So wow. You know, average average home area. I mean, the homes come on the market for like 2.3, 2.4 for like two thousand square feet, and they're gone within a day. They sold immediately. Wow. I mean, the place it's like unbelievable. Fortunately, I've lived here since 93. So I got in when it was more affordable, but again, still a very expensive cost of living is very high. Uh, you know, it's like wage increases are often, uh, you know, it's like, it's, uh, it's keeping that, uh, that balance of uh, keeping your employees happy, feeling them, making them feel like the, you know, the, the, they're appreciated and also turning a profit too.
0: Once again, that's not an easy fit feat well, that's not an easy feat to have you a have to be focused i mean you have to be focused to, to to do that yeah
1: you know it's like you know right now we're over five dollars a gallon for gas, so you know we've got three trucks on the road every day, and so all of a sudden you know my fuel costs are starting to rise uh, and so you know that has to be baked into to the pie yeah we do, like i'm looking and, and evaluating job costs each week and, uh, you know, it's like, I'm having to increase contract. One contractor called me up. He's like, Hey, your costs have gone up. And it's like, you not been to the supermarket today. <laughs> you not filled your truck with gas. I mean, there's yeah. a reason why it's going up. It's not all my money. Some <laughs> of that money is going to other places too. It's not all coming in my pocket.
0: Right. Right. Cost
1: doing business. And, and to be quite honest, if you're not looking at it that way too, you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: Yeah.
1: So you may want to look at your prices too and increase them according to, you know, what the markets are. And, uh, you know, it's like sometimes you have to have that conversation. You don't want to price yourself out of the market, too. You want to be fair. You want to make sure that the increases make sense when you get challenged on what those increases are. Don't just come up with a number and stick it on there, Mm. Uh, especially if the contractor has got data from how you've been bidding in the past. You want to be able to substantiate why you're doing an increase and, and be able to let him know why and where it's going. Uh, you know, just don't come up with a number and stick it on there because that, that could ruin a relationship. So nobody likes to feel like they're being gouged, but a fair price increase based on what current costs are is not, uh, it's not out of the ordinary to ask for. Everyone should be asking for that right now.
0: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. You know, I, I made a post in one of the groups, you know, I, I showed the gas prices and I said, guess what? All this means is I've got to raise my prices. All this means gotta that you, you it's right. got to be passed on. I mean, theres you can either bitch about it and complain about it and get, get yourself in a, a state of, you know, depression almost, thinking about these types of things, or you can just say, that's the world I live in. Let's let's reflect this in my pricing moving forward and carry on. It's not, you know, it's out of my hands, but as a business well, owner. Um, California
1: next year requires that any business over five employees or more has to provide either a 401k or Cal Savers. So every business, even that little coffee car on the corner, if they have more than five employees, now they've got to provide a retirement fund for their employees. Wow. Well, you've got to start thinking now because that comes in uh, in effect in June of next year, but you're going to have to do it. The, the fines are quite hefty if you don't follow that, and they will audit you uh, to make sure that you are paying it, so you will get caught if you don't do it. And, and getting around that whole thing with like 10.99 labor is not going to work either because that is a recipe for disaster too. But you are going to have to pass that cost on and bake it into the pie and start adding that on now sooner rather than later, so that you can protect yourself from uh, from from that uh, extra cost, extra burden that you, there's going to be another line item uh, when you're on payroll.
0: Well, and and thank you for bringing this up. And I know you, from time to time, you share things like this, if not the same exact article inside the California tile contractors group. I forget what it's called, but, um, so we, I appreciate that. You're, you you know, again, I'm not just blowing smoke here. You're, You're, you're a shining example because my, my audience is mostly small contractors. I think a lot of them, when they think of the NTCA, they think of large contractors you know, almost untouchable, right? Like, you know, like hundred employees. Look, most of our
1: members, Luke, are small contractors. Yeah, like myself. Yeah, if not smaller. I mean, most of our members are actually small. We have, obviously we have some larger companies sure, too. Sure, but they're a, a very small percentage of what the smaller contractor. Most of, I mean, I I think on on our membership, I would be looked upon with most of them as a larger contractor at eight, eight employees because they're all like you know two or three or even. uh, just a uh, sole proprietors, just, you know, single guys. So, and, and, you know, it's like, I, I actually applaud them for being part of NTCA and involving themselves, even as a small company. And like Greg Michaels is one there in Florida. Yep, yep. I mean, Greg is just Greg now. Yep. I think he had someone else and now he's just by himself. And he sees, he's often posting on social media about, how he values from it as just one guy. Yeah. And he does. He involves himself. He's involved himself for years. He attends the the, the five star
0: contractor.
1: Five star contractor, just a great guy who sees the real value in being part of NTCA.
0: Yeah. Well there's two paths and and certainly the one you chose uh you've I mean you can't even count the hours. You can't even count the days. You can't even count the weeks of of um of volunteering you've done for the NTCA. But what what you can say and what you can count is your success. Here you
1: right. are. The uh, personal growth and the business growth, I couldn't have got. I mean, I don't even look at that. I don't really uh, care about how many hours i volunteered because, for me, it's been very rewarding. I mean, that's just me. That's what I got from yeah. it. But I applied myself. It's something that I wanted to do that I saw the value in both personal and business growth that I could get from it and, and gave me a network and and. Uh, and a group of people that were like minded that uh I, I could talk with and we all understood each other's concerns and we understand each other's successes too that we can all share in it. mm-hmm. and uh, it's like what could be better than that it's uh it's been very rewarding for me and I'm proud to be president of NTC. Another year, you know, as uh, my uh, term will be over next, next year. And then Sam Bruce will step in my boots. But mm. uh, You know, it's like my first year uh, and it's been very rewarding for me.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: And it was great to get together in Florida. That's my first event as president, uh, by the way. And it was very rewarding. You know, it's like, it's just good uh, for everyone to be back together and in person. And we're, I think in Vegas, uh, Uh, We're putting together uh, ties an ambassador's event, Mm -hmm. uh, which will be cocktails and stuff, and just to get together and just to be able to understand those young people that are coming into NTCA and have them understand, like hopefully we've tried to explain today, the inner workings of NTCA and how it works
0: yeah yeah no we've I, I think we've shed some light and if anybody wants to get a hold of Martin, you know he's always volunteering to talk to you as a contractor and he wants he really sincerely wants to assist young contractors or older con- you know any any contractor any Tyler who has a question about business or anything tile related um get a hold of Martin
1: in the UK too if we've got uh, listeners out there right now in the u k reach out uh, okay. um More than willing to share my experiences both sides of the pond. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like almost 30 years since I worked in the UK. But, uh, you know, it's like I I have experiences back there, too. So more than willing to share those with anyone out
0: there. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you for your leadership, Martin. And if anybody listening thinks that this kind of uh, a life would pique their interest show up to these events. Uh, you can sit in on a board meeting, you can sit in on, you know, a technical meeting to get a taste of it. And I know there's a lot of geeks in the tile contractor world, who would really appreciate and really kind of geek out, so to speak, on being on a on inside a technical committee and kind of seeing how the secret sauce is made, so to speak? You know, it's really eye opening. I mean, it really made, it, what it does for me is it makes me shut my mouth because I feel like yeah. I'm 10 years old in that room. <laughs> but it's it's pretty humbling it, it, and it's it's rewarding, like you're like you're saying. And um, well, I, I
1: think you you, you know you've got, you've got to get involved and and understand that in inner workings. Maybe go to a couple of three meetings. And then what we find is like people are are then uh, able to open up as they feel like they're more confident in making a statement about something where, uh, you know, first one, two, third meeting can be quite intimidating. But by the time the fourth meeting and on from there, you get to feel more confident about standing up and making a statement. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like I I, I like that participation. I, I like uh, to To see someone new get up there like joseph Matisse is a good example that uh gets up there and and is able to make a statement and feel very confident about it, and so he should because he has a lot to offer very smart uh young man mm. who uh really is like the next generation of n t c a yeah and uh you know just uh it, it's uh it's inspiring to see people like that and uh you know anthony moses too uh does some great uh podcasts himself too and yeah, uh, you know is, uh, is motivated to be that next generation of ntca like i say you know it's like being older it's hard to understand how the younger generation are going to evolve this into the next generation but to be quite honest it's up to you you're going to be uh, uh, someday the guardians of this great association and you're going to move it uh, and you're going to shape it and you're going to move it forward like you want it to be and you can only do that if you get involved. You're going to shape and, and influence how NTCA looks for the future generations. And uh, like I say, 75 years, it's not going away anytime soon. But get involved so you can make a difference, that you can show the willingness and, and do the volunteer time to make a difference in the tile world.
0: Yeah, and a perfect example, and I know we're going a little long, I'll wrap this up, but a perfect example, I'm glad you brought up Joseph Matisse because he, he took something inside that technical committee. And if you're listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube, Joseph will be up because after Martin, I'm going to interview Joseph and it's going to be a shorter one. We're going to do 15, 20 minutes, but I wanted to highlight this because it's so, it's so cool. He took a, a, a discussion that started and has been going on on the internet and in groups. And he took that discussion to the technical committee and presented it and, um, in a way he articulated it in a way that now he's actually going to have a chance at voicing, uh, you know, our the contractors who are voicing their opinion about this problem with, um, mosaic, you know, mesh backing being too thick at times. And, and I thought that was such a cool thing to, to watch this thing from the group. I watched it on social media to, then I was in the technical committee and I just thought that's brilliant. Uh, the, exactly how it should work and i'm glad to yeah. see it working like that
1: it's the same with the artisan group too true, i mean true. you know it's like the same thing it's like watching this evolve and uh, and and watching them uh, get involved is uh, really uh energizing to see that level of energy and commitment uh, is is really uh, astounding to see that and you know it's like we need more of that yeah. uh, we we just can't be dormant we need more of that we need more participation from the mechanic and from the installer standpoint, we, are, you know, we are a trade association that, that you know, of installers. So we need to promote that. You yeah. need to know that 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 is our uh, real goal. There is to help and support the installer inst- installation community.
0: Well, Martin, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up, unless we missed anything. No, it's good. Thanks, okay. Luke. My pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Martin and I hope you take him up on his generous offer to give him a call, uh, shoot him a text, shoot him an email, a private message on social. He's active on Facebook. Bend his ear. Ask him, you know, anything, any question you have on the business of tile or, or the NTCA. Uh, he's certainly a reasonable man and he's uh, willing to give of his time and he's in a position to do so. And he's, he's very generous with it, with that. So give him a call. And, uh, again, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you want to stay in touch with all things, tile money, you can do so by signing up for our weekly email. It's a newsletter emailed on Thursdays. The link is in the show notes or go to TileMoney.com to sign up. Stay positive out there. Tile friends. You're in a luxury, you're in a luxury business. That's the beautiful thing is tile is a luxury item and it could be a very profitable business as, as we've seen here with Martin and a lot of you are doing very well. So keep up the good work, stay positive, And above all else, for goodness sake, please, please, please stay profitable out there, tile friends. All right. Talk to you next week.